0: Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com.
1: Yeah, we gave you our word that we'd be back this week. We are the Illini Guys. This is the Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Mike Heckley, Brad Sturdy. It's Father's Day weekend, so... Here's to the dads and, uh, and, and fellas, here's to both of you, you guys, both amazing dads. It's, it's, uh, it's cool to be your friend. Happy, happy Father's Day to you guys.
2: Same to you, Larry. I mean, you know, we, we, we all try, we we, we do our best, but sometimes, you know, you know, I, I think that being a dad is really a, a cool thing. I mean, having kids is really cool. You, you know, I got three daughters. So I, I never got to have a son, but my daughters are, luckily my daughters have kept me young. Wait, no, that, that didn't work. Well, Well, it's something like that anyway.
3: Yeah, I warned my wife before we got married. I said, uh, uh, I'm not producing any girls. So the the uh, pristiest of four sisters got to have three boys. And um, I'll tell you what, being a parent, being a dad has been... Um, they, when, when people explain it to you, that they're always your kids, you don't really understand that until you have one. Yeah. And, and then you understand.
1: Yeah. It's uh coolest. I've always said coolest job in the world being a dad. I, I totally agree. And, uh, we it pays
2: it. really well, too. It the does. pay is really good. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, wait. No, that's that's not it. That's right up there
3: with being an Illini guy.
2: That's right. Yes. Yeah. Same, the same, I think. Right. Similar pay.
1: Paycheck's the same. That's right. Uh, well, there was a daddy on the mic this week, Daddy Brad, uh, Daddy Underwood. He talked to reporters for the first time in a few weeks. We'll listen in on some of that. And uh, Corey Ansfield from the Illini Athletic Office joins us a bit later this hour as we check in on what the folks – the Bielfeldt building are up to uh, big stuff here this month. Hey, lots to talk about. Let's start with hoops right now. Sturdy. Uh, it's been a week. What's the latest right now with the men's basketball team?
2: Yeah. You know, they're, they, they got the guys on campus now under, they're back from vacation. Now it's back to work. You know I mean? They had a little time off and now they're back at it. And the coaches are now going to hit the road. Uh, we got two recruits, recruiting weekends in a row coming up, big event, you know, with a lot of Illinois prep hoops up at Riverside Brookfield um, this weekend, which is, uh, you know, uh, Kendrick Prince and myself will, you know, are, are, are there and we're, we're taking in games and trying to see the next, uh, you know, future Illini maybe, but uh, I think the coaches, you know, they're out and about as well. And I, I think the big thing now is just getting that they've got a pretty solid roster looking at one more piece, but they're, they're just getting the guys they have, Ready to go and uh, in going through the summer workouts, skill developments, and things like that.
3: Yeah. And I, I heard the rumor that the Illini staff will be up there at that same tournament just to see you and Ked. Is that true? <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure that they don't want to see us. I, I, maybe it's Merez Johnson or James Brown or somebody like that. But you know, I, I guess the 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 I guess the the cherry on top is that they get to see Kidna, right?
3: Well, well, I get, I'll stop spreading it then.
2: Captain <laughs> <laughs> Mike,
1: always stirring the pot. Uh, well, to your point, uh, on Wednesday, Underwood talked with reporters. He's excited about the summer ahead and about the dedication. That the players are showing. Then we had uh, a good group here in May. Uh, Luke and RJ stayed.
4: Uh, they never went home. And then it worked out for us that the three of the four freshmen were able to finish up their academic responsibilities and get, get here in May. So, so uh, Jaden, Sky, and, uh, and Sincera both been, have been here all through May. So they got a little bit of a jump start uh, on that as well. But uh, uh, obviously excited about adding Matt, uh, a guy that uh, uh, I've known since high school. Uh, saw his team play in high school a great deal. Uh, he's coming off a terrific career uh, and run at Baylor. Uh, he, that's part of the tour. He's been extremely well coached. Uh, he's a young man that's, that's been where we want to go. And uh, that experience—he's uh, tremendously talented. His versatility uh, excites me. He can literally play one through five. Uh, I think he's an elite defender. Could guard any of those positions. And then he's—he's uh, he's very gifted offensively. He's got a—he's got a bravado. He's got a swag about him. Uh, he's been a big shot maker his whole career. And I'm excited. I think our style of play, getting back to playing a little more up tempo, really suits him. And, and so. I'm excited to have him uh, uh, in the fold and, and get him in, the, uh, in a few weeks.
2: I think that you you can tell, and I've talked about it a little bit. It's that he's excited uh, about this group and the, the effort that they're putting in. And and there's kind of a you know I, I think you create that culture. That culture's there. That the hard work, the work ethic, and and putting in those times. And there's also competition for playing time. I think that's always you know when you have. Uh, last couple of years, they've returned so many guys. You I mean you knew Kofi Coburn was going to be the center? I mean, it wasn't like there wasn't competition for playing time. Now I think there is. There's a lot of opportunities for these guys to seize the day, and, and Underwood loves it because they're just he can pit them against each other, and it makes everybody better. And it's
3: got to be fun to play. It, it, Kofi was fantastic. I mean, no doubt. But it's got to be fun to play a little more wide open basketball from an offense and up and down the court standpoint, and Remember Underwood's offense is from the Stephen F. Austin days. I mean, those were seven seconds and shoot the open jumper. And I mean, those were just, those were really like watching an NBA team. And I think we may be seeing some really, really exciting basketball on top of everything else that that they've got going for them.
1: You know, and we're going to hear more from Underwood here um, just after the next break and, and get a little bit more. And he talks about that. And, and Brad, I thought about listening to Underwood on Wednesday and what he was saying. I thought about something you've mentioned now for a few weeks. And that is just that, you know, again, like you said, Kofi's fantastic. Take another way from him and, 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 you know, and what he brought to the program. And he leaves us one of the all-time greats. But you've mentioned before, there's this, like you said, like, like you just said, this excitement, this enthusiasm that it's like, okay, well, we did that. And when you think about where the program is now um, compared to when Kofi came in it's totally different and just the athletes you have now and the options you have now it's this is a totally different not just a team different program
2: yeah i think that's that next step you know what what's the next step that you take as a program i mean win a big 10 titles don't get me wrong those are those are awesome things win the big 10 tournament win the big 10 regular season title those are great but what's that next step and, and how do we take that and maybe i think they they thought Maybe we take that because we got to get a little more athletic. We got to get a little bit more dynamic um, in in the way we play basketball. But on both ends of the floor, I mean, I I know I've talked to the coach a few times about the defensive side. They they had to play a different style defensively, not just because Kofi, because of everybody. And now they can they can take things, teams out of what they want to run defensively. They can beat the length, the athleticism. So I think there's a lot of excitement there just to see what they can do and how they can become, you know, that take that next level. You know, what's that next step?
3: Yeah. And I tell you what, it, they, they really have that, that sweet 16 time and and Larry educated all of us on what that extra week means to the national media and to the program as it can get talked about. And really one of those big runs is, is the only thing left for coach Underwood really is the, and that and that in the national title. So Let's do it all in one year and get it over with.
1: That'd be great. And then do it again the next year. I'm, in. I'm, in. I'm
3: sure he's not thought of that before. It I was no. my suggestion.
2: <laughs> well, right. if it happens, we'll know it was because of you, Mike. That's exactly. Great. That's right.
1: Well, said, <laughs> so, uh, well, we need to uh, pause for the cause. When we come back from a quick timeout, more is the promise from Brad Underwood here on the Sports Spectacular. Stay with us.
5: Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go. Grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org. Slash your way.
1: Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business, whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224 880 6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224 880 6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224 880 6000 HX Home Solutions. Welcome back as we continue here all along the Aladdi Guys Radio Network. This segment presented by VUC Bank. A moment ago, we heard from Brad Underwood as the Atlanta basketball coach talked with reporters on Wednesday. Here's a bit more of that exchange. We know that we've got young guys
4: that are going to help us, and we need to make sure that they're uh, they're up to speed. And um, the one thing about this freshman group is they work. And, and so I know that's not going to be an issue. They've, they've um, been exceptional in the weight room. Um, Sky won't participate right away in, in, in live Uh one-on-one, two-on-two, five-on-five stuff. Uh, he's still uh, recovering and getting re- really close. He's gaining strength in, in that leg every day. So uh, he'll be a little bit behind in, in terms of that. But uh, the biggest thing for him is getting healthy. So, uh, But a lot of teaching uh, and uh, attention to detail is really important Getting them to understand that. We'll spend a good amount of time here early on the defensive end. What was your prep like as a staff leading into summer workouts, knowing that things were going to be maybe a little different? The yeah, a lot of that started with Fletch. Um, you know, And that was, I think, one of the big keys uh, with, with RJ uh, and Luke's day, you know, is, is making sure that we know those guys are, are, are really good players. They're ready to, to make that jump. And they needed to do, to do that uh, physically. And, and just terms of getting stronger. so a, a big adjustment there, uh, and then their leadership with three uh, freshmen being here. So, uh, but uh, you know we know we've got to slow down. Uh, uh, we don't have that veteran team, you know, with fifth-year guys that, and, and veterans that we had last year. So we've got to uh, uh, make sure we're really dialed in at attention to detail. And that's been a big focus for us. Does that excite you a little bit, knowing that you've got a whole new roster? Yeah, is? I'm fired up. I, it gives you a new buzz. I, you know, I, I I know it'll be time to hang it up, but I'm not excited. I've been I've been I was in Chicago last night. and I couldn't wait to plan practice and plan shoot around and been working all spring. You know, in, in, in the changes we have to make, but I'm visual. I need to see it, and so it's exciting to get out here and see how guys are live and, and, and what what that looks like. So yeah, there's a tremendous sense of excitement in this group. Uh, they're very dedicated, they've been, they've been very, very committed to, to everything we've done so far. you say new energy, can you contrast that with like the difference of feeling now than when it has been in the past? You, yeah, you play off their energy, you play off their excitement. You know, Veterans have a tendency sometimes to be a little complacent um, You know, because they know everything and, and things um, aren't boring for this group. It's all new, it's all fresh. Um, you know, Trent Frazier knew our playbook and knew everything that I was going to say before I said it. And um, you know, not that, that that's a really good thing, but um, you know, this group brings a, a certain energy, and and, and and that's been fun to be around. What went into the evaluation process internally to know what you wanted going forward with what yeah. your roster has, what your style of play is going to be? It's been uh, it's been talked about for a long time. Since his staff got here, um, we knew Kofi would not be back. You know, we we felt very strongly that you know he was he was right where he was, first team all American, and that he would move on. So now it's it's okay. How do you replace Kofi? Well, you don't. There's not seven foot, three hundred pound guys with his athleticism running around. Um, And I think versatility was a was a key word with size. And we looked to try to go get those guys in that. You know, 6'3", 6'4", to 6'10", range, who can do multiple things. Um, I think we have the ability to play five forwards. I think we have uh, the ability to, to do a lot of different things. We're very skilled uh, in terms of uh, ball handling and, and driving it and, and shooting it. Um, and, and I like that. So it'll allow us to do different things defensively. I think our pace of play uh, can be exceptional. Uh, So you know we'll see how it all looks and comes together as we move forward. But uh, that was the plan and we needed guys in the fall uh, with this high school group that uh, could beat guys off the dribble. And that was not one of our strengths last year. And we've got a group of guys in Sincere, Jaden, Sky, Ty, who can all beat people off the bounce, who can all get into the paint. Um, You know, Sincere is as athletic a kid as we've had. The other three guys are really strong, have great bodies uh, and great quickness. So, uh, mission accomplished. Our staff did an incredible job of, of, of finding those guys, uh, and securing them. And, and uh, you know, then we add the, the transfers of guys with size to go along with. Well, we started two years ago with RJ and, and, and Luke, and, and we all know Coleman's versatility. So. Uh, that's, that's kind of been the plan for the last couple of years is to, is to become bigger and more more versatile uh, at all spots.
2: Versatility is definitely a key in what they're looking for, and they got that with the guys they added. When you look at even you know Matthew Meyer and, and Terrence Shannon, but also even back in the winter when they got Dane Danger, you get a guy who's also versatile, uh, who can play more multiple positions in play out and, and they really want to be able to, to do things, you know, a little bit different than they did before. And versatility is the key on on both ends. Again, this is a lot of people focus on offense, but this is both ends of of the floor.
3: Yeah. And you know, when you watch the U S team play with Ty Rogers, talk about versatility. There was a guy who was, I mean, he played defense. He passed well, he shot well, he rebounded well, um, he hustled well. Um, he was like a Swiss army knife on a basketball court. It was pretty, it was really exciting to see him and think of what he'll be doing in the orange and blue.
1: Yeah. And as we talked about, you know, in the, before the break in terms of, again, this team just being so much more versatile and, and Brad, as you mentioned, there may be one more piece they may add here to the, the roster this fall before they shut things down. Um, it's, it's just, again, amazing to, to kind of see just the guys, when you start to, you know, I mean, we have conversations amongst ourselves and ask, who's the starting five going to be? Well, you know, you can kind of project the starting five, but it doesn't mean it's the five guys you're going to see on the court during crunch time. I mean, you know, I think by the time you get to the end of the year, you know, Sky Clark and Ty Rogers could be your two best players on the team, mean, that's possible.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, those guys are legit. I mean, you watch, Mike, Mike talked about Ty playing in those games. You know what I saw when I watched Ty playing in those games? I saw an NBA player. Yeah. I saw a guy who's not going to be in college more than two years. I mean, he's just, he's that talented and, and sky Clark's the same way. I mean, you know, and, and you know, then Jade Nepps is a walking bucket and then you throw in Meyer and, and Shannon and Coleman, you know, Coleman Hawkins has chance and RJ Melendez, Luke good. I mean, there's a ton of these guys and they're all in that midsize range. They're a little bit like, and I, and I dare to say it. I mean, when you go back to the flying Illini with all the versatility, those guys had and, you know, I remember the Sports Illustrated piece on the Flying Aline talking about, you know, I've got Gil and he was running to Liberty. You know, what I mean that that that's that sequence there. It's that type of thing where you 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 don't really, you know, the versatility, those interchangeable parts are really um, are what you see in the NBA today. And, and that's what Illinois is kind of uh, progressing towards.
3: Yeah, and and that's what Rodgers looked like. He looked like an NBA player, he looked like a Draymond Green who would pass all of his psychological tests. So I mean <laughs> It was like, here we, here we got a guy doing everything that Draymond did without being a crazy man. And, and, you know, yelling about every call and and doing the things that Draymond tends to do. And I I kept thinking to myself, you know, what a difference is, is this kid going to make for this Illini team? And again, when you put it with the rest of the lineup that Brad just, just went down the line on. You know, I mean, Coleman Hawkins is a guy with NBA potential written all over him. And we're not talking about him that much. That's pretty darn amazing.
1: It's true. Uh, You can find more on Coach Underwood and his Illini basketball program on IlliniGuys.com. As again, this segment presented by Busey Bank. Big Ten schools about to cash in big time as the conference edges closer to a new media deal. We'll talk about that next on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com.
6: Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs and ensuring a legacy for generations, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini member fdic
1: hi this is larry smith proud native of central illinois it's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades and as a lifelong illini fan it's a privilege to now be with illini my friends and i put this together with one goal in mind to have the best illini centric website around great features podcasts insider stuff i know a little something about telling athletes stories and these guys know a lot about the illini it's a perfect match
0: come over and check it out IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Illini underscore guys and on Instagram at IlliniGuys. And if you want to reach us directly, uh, don't bother. No, just kidding. You can shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com. That's I-N-F-O at I-L-L dot com. sports spectacular continues here athletic programs all across the big 10 have been enriched by recent media contracts that have paid each school tens of millions of dollars each year and now there's a possible billion dollar with a b deal on the horizon those fat wallets fellas about to get fatter
2: a billion dollars that's a lot of money that's like our budget you know it's crazy um no i you know, it's amazing. That's a You can do so many great things from facility standpoint. You can pay your coaches. You can keep up with the Joneses. There's so many great things you can do with this money um, to really make yourself competitive. You throw that into the mix. I think it's helpful because I, I think that the era of, you know, there's still going to be a lot of donors who want their names on things. A lot of donors are now going towards NIL. So it's interesting. This, this media rights thing is really important. For these uh, schools, if they're going to upkeep with their facilities and things like that,
3: yeah, and it really is interesting because they're talking about you know potentially even splitting up the package a little bit to where you know you might have a game on noon at Fox and a game at three thirty on CBS and a game at seven thirty on NBC, with the rest of them going to Fox Sports Network, maybe even one to Peacock, but. That is amazing that the the Big Ten could be national on three of the four networks. Uh, It's it's incredible. The only downside is, do you end up like the NHL when ESPN kind of stopped showing uh, highlights of them because they didn't own any part of it, you know, for their networks? Uh, Other than that, I can't see a downside, especially with north of a hundred million dollars a year the sec is somewhere in the rear view mirror
1: and the sec excited because they i think last year in 2021 each school got like 54 million 55 million which listen is nothing to sneeze at i mean that that itself is incredible this potentially could 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 double that yeah Um, you know it is you know and, and as you guys mentioned brad as you were saying just in terms of the things you can that you can do with this the exposure of this. And it goes to, again, I think really right now, there are, when it comes to football and we know that football drives TV contracts, there are two entities right now in college football. And it's the big 10 and it's the sec. Um, the ACC is down since Trevor Lawrence left Clemson. Um, they become mortal and uh, nobody right now cares about the PAC 12
2: at the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's, there are, you know, really the West coast is in really overall. I mean, that, that whole conference has really, There used to be the conference of champions, right? And It's really kind of, even in backseat, even when they, in basketball, even when they've done well, they've kind of taken a backseat. And so it's interesting how this is all played out and it's become big 10 and the SEC going head to head and basketball, you got the ACC a little bit, but really these two conferences and it's like going head to head. The SEC maybe has won a little bit more, but the big 10 seems to have the dollars.
3: Yeah, and the other thing is, is as you sift through different reports, you're seeing the ascendancy of Josh Whitman as one of the more influential athletic directors. You know, instead of of Ward Manuel of Michigan or Gene Smith of Ohio State being quoted multiple times in an athletic article, it's Josh Whitman. And so I think what he is doing in terms of, um, you know, getting uh, elevation of, of facilities And hiring fantastic coaches and getting wins is starting to be noticed by the more, uh, you know, more educated part of the media that's maybe a a little bit more uh, sports centric. And it's nice to see an Illinois athletic director moving up the pecking order.
1: And we've talked so much about in terms of, and we've mentioned again, Josh was on the show last fall. We first started talking about the new order of college athletics that's, that's coming down the pike. And you can see more and more where with NIL, with the TV deals, um, where, you know, that that playing field gets leveled now. And there are some there are some situations that, you know, Illinois may not have been prepared to be a part of before. But you can see now that Josh Whitman and everyone in his staff, they're getting the, the program, not just football and basketball, but everyone getting ready to for
2: whatever is on the horizon here in college athletics. Yeah, I agree. One thing mentioned, you know, talk about Josh Whitman. The really cool thing about him is he's becoming the, the face of the big 10 and he as an AD and he may be the face for like 20 plus years. If you think about it. I mean, so this is like a long-term thing he can become kind of make L and he becomes the guy that LL becomes the school. So it's kind of a neat thing.
3: Yeah, it would be neat. It would be neat if he'd be the face that rules this place and uh, certainly uh we don't need that to be Brad or I. So um, I think Josh is certainly a more suitable alternative from an appearance standpoint. Eh, he doesn't, he doesn't have our faces for radio, Brad.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fair, fair assessment. I suppose.
1: <laughs> to your point, he could be like the next Gene Smith. Who's been in Columbus yep. like for 50 years. Um, Josh could be that yep. guy. Is he still there? You're exactly right. Good. Very quickly, uh, be the dean of Big Ten 80s and be there for a long time. Uh, We talk NBA up next, Warriors and Celtics. This is The Sports Spectacular.
0: You're listening to The Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: Yeah, Larry Smith, Brad Surdy, Mike Kegley. Let's talk a little NBA finals now. Hail to the champions, guys, the Warriors fourth title um i mean they're champions and and they played like it in this series and got it done on the road the other night
2: yeah you know got to give those guys credit i mean they they were the veterans um you know steph and and uh, draymond were great I, i thought you know obviously clay thompson being back you know changes their dynamic but i thought steph was the best player on the floor and draymond did a fantastic job and um they they just andrew wiggins was great defensively you know they add pieces that that Complement those three, whether it's Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, whoever it is, and they complement those three stars. And um, but I think you know Steph solidified himself as uh, one of the best, one of the all-time greats. I mean, I think he already was, but now you can't really argue with him being a top ten player in, uh, of all time. He changed the game.
3: Yeah, I think I I I might put him closer to fifteen than ten, but an all-time great. And the one thing he's done that I don't know that any other all-time great has done as much as him, as he has changed how the game of basketball is being played. You know, we've talked about this over the last, you know, year on the show. Um, and especially, you know, he's basically made it hard for guys like Kofi Coburn to make a living because they basically have to have a special camera shot to, to get him in the screen when he's shooting his threes from, I don't know, three-quarters of a mile away or wherever he's at. <laughs>
1: You know, here's why I love Steph Curry, because he's one of the top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever, all-time greats, and he doesn't care. He could care less. He could care less where you rank him. You rank him nine, you rank him 29th. He doesn't care. He just wants to win titles. And I thought that was evident when he brought in Durant, and the question was, whose team is it? He goes, I don't care. When want it to be his team? That's fine. And there's no other superstar that would do that. I mean, Nobody. Nobody. Jordan wouldn't do that. LeBron definitely is not going to do that. You know, I mean, there's no way. We, we know that Kareem was... Kobe didn't. <laughs> Kobe didn't want to do it. I mean, I, don't get me yep. started on the 0-4 series that, you know, Phil almost quit the Lakers over that. That's... We'll discuss... I was there. We'll discuss that some other time. But that's what I love about this team is that yeah. the, the adversity they went through...
2: You know, as I look at Steph, I, I see a guy, you know, you talk about him. He wants to win. I, usually guys that bring in guys. I mean, you saw Dwayne Wade be okay with LeBron coming in yeah. because he was at the end of his career. They, 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 they're at the end of their career. They'll, they'll allow that guy to come in. But Steph was in the prime of his career He's the best player, you know, but leading scorer in the game says, Hey, you know, Hey, Kevin Durant, come on in. I think that just a testament to him. And I, I think that's, you know, Draymond Green's known for that too, that selflessness and wanting to win. And, you know, and I, I think they're all like that. And, you know, Clay Thompson just doesn't play, you know, maybe a great game and he comes back, but he battles back off injury and having him out there just goes show what those are. They, they, and it's a culture, they've got a championship culture and the Celtics aren't quite there yet. They're still young. They can get there. But they're still young with their stars Brown and Tatum. And so they got some work to do.
3: Yeah. And the Celtics are a little bit uh, reminiscent of the golden state team around 2014, 2015, you know, as they're, they were kind of making that early move and maybe, maybe we're just going to see history kind of repeat itself in the next four or five years. If they can get out of Giannis's way, good luck.
1: Yeah. And both of these teams have coaches off the Greg Popovich tree. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's fared pretty well. When you think about that, you add in uh, Mike Budenholzer in Mil- Milwaukee, uh, that's now five rings that former uh, Popovich guys uh, have, have won as uh, head coaches hats off to the warriors and the NBA draft is a uh, Coming up next week, we'll talk more about that and, uh, and see again if Kofi can uh, get his name called, possibly in the second round. Hey, Corey Ansfield of the Illinois Department of Intercollegiate Athletics joins us up next to talk about what's going on at the DIA. Stay with us here on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This segment presented by OSF Healthcare. There are so many people working behind the scenes to make things go with Illini Athletics. Corey Ansfield is one of them with the Department of Intercollegiate Athletics. He's the Assistant Athletics Director for Development, and he joins us now. Corey, welcome to the Sports Spectacular.
7: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, glad you're with us. Uh, Let's start off. um, How has this past year gone for you guys? I mean, so many great things happening with the university and, and with the athletics programs.
7: Yeah, it's it's uh, no doubt it's been exciting. Uh, I mean, anytime you can um, win a couple trophies and uh, beat some high quality teams on the road, like football did this year, um, you know it's it's always it's always great. Um, you know the fans are excited. Uh, we got a lot going for us. Um, you know we're we're excited to move forward.
3: So so you do a lot of fundraising, and that's a big part of your job, right? What does a typical day in your life look and feel like
7: um it's it's never the same i'll tell you that <laughs> um and, and it's certainly you know when you have a year like like we've had um, it's certainly certainly more fun um, but you know, there's really two sides to our to our fundraising group, um, our fundraising group called the I-Fund. It's that's the fundraising arm of Fighting Illini Athletics. And there's really, really two parts of that. Uh, there's the major gift side of things, which is um, a lot of what has been going on with all the new facilities popping up. If, if anybody's been on campus and your listeners have been on campus, especially on the athletic side, um, there's a lot of new buildings up, um, you know, and, that, and a lot of that happens uh, with, with uh, donors and and loyal supporters, and uh, that's a huge part of what we do. Um, and then there's also uh, a side of our shop that specifically works to fund our student athlete scholarships, and that's kind of uh, the area that I work in. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's something that kind of gets lost on things when when people hear student athlete scholarship. I think they think that uh, these student athletes are just coming for free, and and that's true to a point. I mean, it's it's free to the student athlete, um, but Tuition is paid for them just like it is for anybody else. The only difference is Fighting Line Athletics is the one that, that signs that tuition check over to the, to the university. So um, our tuition bill runs about $13 million uh, for, for all of our student-athletes that are on a full scholarship. And um, we, we try and fundraise for as much as that as we possibly can. And the reason we do that is because every dollar that we can fundraise for a student-athlete scholarship is a dollar that we can reallocate somewhere else. Um, so, uh, you know, we will, we'll close somewhere around $7.3 million this year, uh, but there's still a big gap there, um, that, and that's money that has to come from other things, um, construction budgets, recruiting budgets, things like that. So the more that we can bring in, um, through donors, the more support we have for that scholarship bill, uh, the more resources we have to spread around and, and do other things that, that help our, our student athletes and our coaches compete at a high level.
1: Corey, you bring up a great point that you're exactly right. I don't think that the average fan really understands where the scholarship money comes from. I mean, all you know is that you have X amount of scholarships for this sport and Y for that sport and et cetera, but you're exactly right in terms of where those funds come from, uh, how they're allocated. So, so let me make sure, did you just say that, that, that this year you'll spend 13 million out of the I fund just for tuition, room and board for U of I athletes? tuition, room and board, books,
7: fees, um, cost of living, um, nutrition, all of, all of those things that, uh, that really go to support our, our day-to-day, uh, student athletes. That's, that's correct. $13 million. Yep.
3: Wow. And, and so that's a lot of money. It's a, almost like Ohio state's football team. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the question I have is, is now that the NIL is up and running, and there are groups raising funds there. How has that changed the landscape of what you do, and, and is it more complicated now that that is involved? Uh, that,
7: that's that's a really good question, and, and we've gotten that a lot lately. Um, you know, the the NIL thing has definitely changed the landscape. There's no doubt about it. I think ultimately it'll it'll be it's a great opportunity for our student athletes. Um, I think it's probably well-deserved, uh, but, but it's not without its issues right now. Everyone, everyone knows that, um, and, you know, someone's going to have to come in and make some changes, but, um, you know, I, I think what's important to realize is that they're, they're both important, right? Um, but the way that I've kind of explained it to people, you know, cause we've been asked quite a bit about, you know, now with NIL, we know supporting that is really important, but, but at the same time, you know, people have said, well, I'm an iPhone member too, or you know, or if they're not iPhone members, you know, what do you want me to do? Which, which thing do you want me to support? Right. Uh, the short answer is they're both important. And if you can support them both, obviously support them both. Uh, we'd, we'd love to have everybody doing everything they can. Um, but the way I've kind of explained it is, you know, supporting NIL efforts um, is great on the recruiting landscape. It might help us, you know, once that word gets out on the recruiting trail that fighting line, fans are, you um, Go go hard on supporting their their student athletes. Um, that that can definitely help us land some talent. It might help us, uh, you know, land some people here. It's certainly going to probably help us keep some talent here. Um, but we still have to support them when they get here or when they are here. You know, they still need world class facilities. They still we want we want them to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Illinois, which means a whole heck of a lot in the world when they're done being a student athlete. Um, we need to train them. We need to make sure they get proper nutrition, um, and all of that stuff happens through iFund support, right? Um, so they're they're both really important, um, and and we really just want to we want to make sure our job is to find what our fans' passions are, find out if they're uh, if if it's something that that they can support, if they're willing to support us, and, and really just just make sure that. Um, we can make those connections for them and, and make sure that they know that no matter what they're supporting, how they're supporting us, whether it's a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, a million dollars, it all matters. Um, and it all matters way more than, than most people realize.
1: Talking with Corey Ansfield of the department of intercollegiate athletics for the U of I and um, uh, talk here on the game changer line presented by OSF healthcare. Um, Corey, how has this evolved for you? I mean, NIL of course is that, you know, the, the, latest thing that, in college athletics to really have a major impact, but how has this evolved in terms of um, fundraising and in terms of, um, you know, making sure you have enough money and and the money needed um, over the years? I mean, you're, you're not a very old guy. So, uh, but I know you've studied this and you're a professional and expert in this field. How have things evolved over the past 10, 12, uh, 20 years, uh, 10, 20, 30 years over this?
7: Um, It's certainly it's evolved a lot. Um, You know, the, the things that obviously the the recruiting landscape has has changed a ton. I think everybody kind of knows that you hear coaches talk about it a lot. Um, What the recruits value coming in. I mean, I think the term, um, you know, arms race comes into play quite a bit Uh, facilities, you know, all of those things. Um, So, yeah, I think, I think it's, there's no question. It's evolved a lot, Um, but there's a lot of things haven't changed. Right. I mean, our, our, at our core, um, our job is to make sure that when our student athletes are here, we're taking care of them um, from their athletic experience all the way to their academic experience, and um, that that won't ever change. I mean, that at at its core, that's what um, that's what intercollegiate athletics does. It it opens doors to to a world of education that to, to people who might otherwise not have it, if not for a, an athletic scholarship. And um, we will always come back to that. Our student athletes, uh, that will be at the, just at the core of every decision we make uh, will be our student athletes. And, um, and I think that's probably true across, across the college, collegiate landscape. So,
3: so um, one other question, you've got people who are probably listening right now you know, uh, on the radio, and maybe driving from point A to point B, or they may have it on while they're taking a walk. How do they get a hold of you? If they decide, you know what, I kind of want to be a part of this, I want to be a part of this success that's being built by Josh Whitman, you know, by hiring uh, Brad Underwood and Brett Bielma. Um, What do they do to get a hold of you so that they can take action?
7: Uh, you can head over to jointheifund.com would be the fastest way <clears throat> Join theifund.com. You can make a gift there um, in support of our student athlete scholarships and a, and a handful of other uh, things that we're working on right now um, for the last you know six years or so. We've we've been uh, a lot of work has been going in as part of the university's comprehensive with Illinois uh, campaign. Uh, we've had a big part of that. So we've been we've been hard at work. Um working on that. So we're, we're really happy about uh, the results. We're excited to share the results of that, you know, come, come July. Um, but yeah. Join the iPhone.com. We'd, we'd, we'd love to have you. And, and like I said before, I mean um, it doesn't take a big gift to make a difference, you know, and, um, and you know, any, 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 any little bit helps.
1: Yeah. And I think again, um, everyone who is a fan to really stop and listen, like you said, this is kind of, you have kind of, kind of starts here. I mean, like you said, like if you, if you don't have the money for scholarships, things like that, then, then you don't have a team. You, you guys have a big event coming up later on this month, right? Tell us about that.
7: We do. Um, as I said, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned the campaign a little bit ago, um, that, that campaign is, is coming to an end, um, on July 1st. Um, the athletics goal, uh, was 300 million. Like I said, we're, we're excited to share the results of, of that later on, but, um, You know, we're going to celebrate June 30th, the last day of the campaign, uh, by really inviting all Illini fans um, that maybe haven't made that decision to go to jointheifund.com and and make that gift yet. Um, You know, we'll have a big event that day. Uh, We're calling it the uh, Campaign Countdown Challenge. Um, It'll start at midnight and go all the way uh, through the end of the day, Um, and. Really, it's a, it's a day when people make a gift, their gifts certainly will go farther that day. Uh, we've been blessed to have uh, three generous donors uh, that have put up some matching funds. So on June 30th, uh, when we hit 25 gifts of any size, we'll have a generous donor that's gonna give us $10,000, right? Uh, we have another donor that's uh, gonna match all of our gifts dollar for dollar up till $5,000. And then we also had uh, a third donor who once on June 30th, once we raised $10,000 that day, they're going to match that and give another $10,000 to support student athlete scholarships. Wow. So making a gift, join the iPhone.com, making a gift any day matters, but it really goes a long ways this year or on this day.
3: And, and there's a lot of obvious, you know, costs that, that, that really come into play of having a premier, uh, you know, university in terms of competition, competition, what do you, what, like, for instance, the new at the new turf at Memorial stadium, the new basketball facility, what have those things entailed in terms of gifts that make those things into reality for our athletes? Um, and, and obviously the fans to enjoy as well.
7: Certainly. And we are, we are very blessed to have, um, passionate people, that care a lot about the university, uh, the athletics program, and, and, uh, and most of all, you know, the student athletes that, that are wearing the orange and blue every day. And um, throughout this campaign, I mean, we've had all of these, those facilities are a big focus of this campaign. So we had the Smith Center, um, Demersion Park and Winnecke Track, Atkins Baseball Training Facility, the Martin Softball Training Facility, Of course, the oven renovation, as you mentioned, um, and and a handful of other, you know, smaller little renovation projects in there. Um, And throughout this campaign, we've had, you know, 36 gifts over a million dollars. Wow. I mean, that's, um, you know, so that kind of just to kind of give you a scope of what it one, what it takes to get all of those buildings built. um, But also it, it tells you the passion that 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 we that we have in Illini nation, you know, and, that it, the, and it stretches from coast to coast and um, it's, it's, it's out there.
3: Is that the Larry Smith center? Larry, was that <laughs> named after you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I had, I put 10 in it. I put 10 on it.
3: Oh, really awesome.
1: Yeah, $10, not 10, not 10, <laughs> not 10 million, not 10 grand. <laughs> When I put my ten dollars. Corey, he wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna mention that. He didn't want to embarrass me. But, uh, no, he did though. He did. I put it <laughs> over the top. Those ten dollars put them over the top. So.
3: Yeah, that was the final. The final ten dollars <laughs> gets you the naming rights. Uh Pretty incredible timing. But Larry is just one of those types. um yeah. uh, The, the yeah. last question I have for yeah. you is, how much of a sense of satisfaction do you hear from people who make donations and they walk past? you know, the Smith Center, and they can say, hey, you know what, I did a part of that. And, uh, and to your to fairness, you know, to people like yourselves and, and, and folks who are working on the other end to, to get those things in, is that a pretty cool feeling to say that, you know, as you walk through the campus and you went through a list of those places to know that, you know, you played a part in helping that uh, become reality.
7: Yeah, certainly. It, it certainly is. Um, you know, it's, it's very gratifying when you see something go from, <clears throat> excuse me, an idea on paper, um, all the way through to when you're actually walking through the building. Um, it's, it's amazing for the donors. Um, it's, a it's, it's really great for us. I can, Im- I can't imagine what it's like for the student athletes walking in, um, you know, it says a lot about the leadership that we have. You know, from our athletics director Josh Whitman um, all the way up through campus administration and Chancellor Jones. I mean, there's there's a commitment to making fighting Fighting Illini athletics um, successful and not just successful in the short term, really successful in the long term, um, which I think is. Uh, is going to be, is very apparent, you know, when you look at the infrastructure investments that we made during this campaign, Um, you know, but, but I think what, what's also really captivating for the donors is when they see the results after the, after those things are built, you know, um, you know, seeing our basketball program raise that big 10 championship trophy. I mean, to anybody that is, that is involved in that, Urban project or has been involved um, over the last number of years doing things for our basketball, our men's basketball program. I mean, that's, that's the reason, you know, that, that's what we're, that's what we're getting to. Um, and that's what we're going for, for all of our, uh, for all of our programs. And, you know, we, we, we got, we got the hat back this year in football, you know, I mean, that's, that, that all, you know, believe it or not, you know that that's an outcome of some of the investments that have been put in to that football program, and um, it's 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 very gratifying.
1: That's awesome. So mark the dates down on your calendars. June thirtieth, the campaign countdown challenge, and again, it's a special day because, uh, as Corey just mentioned, uh, any gift that you give, any gift, as you can see, even that doesn't matter how small, the first twenty-five is going to kick in. Uh, One of these uh, three different uh, matching donors, Corey Ansfield of the uh, Illinois Athletic Department. Hey, great to have you on and uh, don't be a stranger. Come back again. And when you guys are ready to kind of uh, reveal after July 1 what you did this year, come back and let's talk about it.
7: Fantastic. I appreciate your
1: time. And thanks. Thanks for uh, allowing
7: us to tell the story and and get people involved on June
1: 30th. Absolutely. No question at all. Corey, thanks so much for being here. Corey Ansfield, again, he's the Assistant Athletics Director for Development with the uh, Department of Intercollegiate Athletics at the U of I and uh, can we wish him and the entire team uh, so much success with all the things uh, that they have uh, in the hopper right now for the rest of this fiscal year and heading into the next as well. Hey, we've come to the end of our number one football writer and analyst, Matt Stevens of Illini joins us next. And Kendrick Prince talks to a big time recruit who may end up wearing the orange and blue. You're tuned in to the Illini guys radio network.
5: Slow down. They say, you're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way.
0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: Rolling right into our number two, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. You know, it's been a big month for Illini football. First time with a bit of normalcy for Brett Bieleman. Let's bring in Matt Stevens. He's a football writer and analyst for IlliniGuys.com. Uh, Matt, like you said, another uh, big month. It's another big week. Uh, what's going on on campus this week?
8: Another uh, specialist, another I'm sorry another showcase camp for the University of Illinois coming uh, this past weekend uh, and they kind of split it up in a unique way this time. it's another it's the second showcase camp for all players, but they uh, they kind of you know narrowed it down a little bit um, position wise because they, they, they have a what's called a big man camp which which took place on Thursday. And they also had a specialist camp on the same day. Um, And they, they, they took the, they took the specialist camp and used it to uh, to feature one of the best kickers in the country. And obviously the best kicker in the, the, the state and David Alano. And he, he stuck around this weekend for his official visit. um, And it was very, very interesting. He, he basically made every almost, made every field goal, except for one that I saw him with at the specialist camp and then Tells me that, you know, he's going to stick around for the official visit weekend and then tells me Notre Dame offered him while he was standing on Memorial Stadium's field. So uh, Illinois has got some work to do there, but uh, they're going to try to get the number one kicker in the country, I think, locked up here pretty soon.
2: Obviously, you know, everybody, you know, having a great kicker is important, but um, the big man camp, I'm always thinking about big guys, you know, because... He's Brett Bielema loves the big guys, right? You know the uh, the whether it's offensive line, defensive line, whatever it is, and, and that's the the that kind of is what his offense is built around. So, is there anybody stood out, or what what did we learn from the big man camp?
8: One kid stood out, which is Cannon Leonard. Um, you know, and you'll you'll familiar because you know his older brother was one of the 2022 signees. You're uh, talking about a six eight kid that's got still got to put some weight on, but uh, and, and isn't as athletic as his older brother, but he definitely stood out, you know, because he's a looks good coming off the bus type of type of kid. And they've just got to get him technique wise a little bit shirt up. There was another kid on the other side of the ball as a defensive lineman, um, local kid who they told, please come back for our second, you know, camp, which is our big man camp. Jair White was there for the first one um, the weekend before he's a defensive lineman from Champagne Centennial. They asked him to come back and I thought he had a better day on the first camp but again, six foot four, 255 pounds athletic as, as all get out um, and they just need to technique wise get him a little bit better. He's already going to start to get FCS offers. I think that if Illinois were to build up this walk-on program the way they want to he'd be a perfect fit for it. Um, I think late he could get an offer there. so you're asking you know a local kid again to come back for camp and I thought he looked he looked pretty good. on on both days um so you know it's 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 not a star-studded event to be honest but it it did have some some features and then at the end of the whole thursday was the seven on seven and Jir hill from kankakee the four-star athlete slash db really did show out during the seven on sevens and, and proved why he's one of the top prospects in the state of illinois in 2023
3: are there any names or any notable players that fans should be uh, keeping their eyes peeled for, for this weekend? Uh, For this week, this weekend.
8: Well, I'll, I'll mention one, which I don't know if Illinois is going to make an offer, but it was nice to see Kevin Hardy in in the stadium again. Um, He was here for his son. Candon was uh, is a 2024 prospect out of, out of their, they're all, you know, Kevin's got his boys based out of Jacksonville beach still coaching them on the defensive line at his local high school. Camden was there. Um, and, I mean, you know, from a bloodline standpoint, yeah. from an athleticism standpoint, he, he, he fits the bill. His older brother actually got an offer and signed with UConn this past uh, class. So, um, you know, from the, from the official visit weekend, it was, it, uh, again, it was a pretty quiet weekend, Mike, um, compared to what the first weekend was. I w- I would sit here and tell you that I think Jaheen Clark, the the DB from from Riverdale High School in Fort Myers, Florida, is somebody to keep an eye on. I, I think again, David Delano is somebody. I think he's get, finally going to get the offer now that Notre Dame has shown some high level interest. Uh, Mason Morin- uh, Morrigan, the K- Ked talked about him for the the offensive lineman from Michigan who just went to Auburn's camp and did very very well. He'll be he was in this weekend. Zachary Toad from Florida is somebody that I think, um, you know, Aaron Henry is very, very familiar with and very, very happy with and would like to get him locked down as well. So there's a couple of Florida kids that I think could could get some extreme pressure to maybe commit after this weekend. But other than that, I, I don't think it's as high priority and high intensity as the first weekend.
1: But I tell you what, it is so much fun just to have Matt Stevens there at Memorial Stadium and coming back to talk about that where we couldn't do this for the past couple of years because of COVID. I mean, you know, that's, that's the, the best part about it. Hey, Matt, we will uh, leave it there. Uh, great stuff as always. And we'll talk to you next week. Not a problem. See you guys. All right, Matt Stevens. He's the football writer and analyst for Illini catches stuff all the time on the website, Illini You know, uh, he mentioned Kendrick Prince and uh, Mason Mirog, and we're going to hear from um, that conversation in Ked's podcast in a moment. Ked has been chatting up some of these recruits and commits and he's riding in on his horse as we speak, we'll give them a chance to dismount and come in the studio. Keds Recruiting Roundup is next on the Sports Spectacular.
6: At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships. Build community and build your career at BC bank proud to be the official bank of the fighting Illini.
1: You know, one thing about 10 gallon hats, they keep the heat off your face and your body and heat like this in the summertime. Kendrick Prince director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com, guys.com has his lasso in hand, wrestling up some recruiting news and he joins us now. Mr. Prince, always good to talk to you. All right. A new name you talked about this week. You Kingsley Onyenso. Tell us about this uh, uh, big man from the 2023 class, right? Yeah,
9: I'm glad you could say his name because I certainly <laughs> couldn't say it. So it saves me from having to try to pronounce that. <laughs> well, um, you know, early in the week, Illinois offered this phenomenal big man, a basketball scholarship. I don't want to say they're behind the A ball, but there's some other schools that have shown a lot of interest in this kid. I mean, you're talking from Kansas, Iowa, Clemson, Texas Tech, uh, Kentucky. Uh, this kid is a 6'11 kid, and he is – you know, when we talk about recruiting, you know, you hear some of the same cliches with some kids. But this kid is he's special to me because he can shoot it. A lot of guys, when you talk about recruiting, you know, they'll make one or two shots and they can – play defense but this kid is co- a, consistently a good shooter from the perimeter uh he can play defense he can put the ball on the floor um a lot of his coaches thinks he's about seven foot tall he's listed at six eleven right now but they think this you know the growth plate's still open he may get to seven foot one which is why a lot of these schools are drooling over this kid because he's such a tall kid and one of the things that i wrote about in our line i uh, on my line i a lot of guys.com column is, you know, that this kid has offers, but he's he's a program changer, and Coach Underwood has now proven and has a you know his record that hey, he gives guys freedom. Coleman Hawkins had freedom, Kofi had freedom, so you know now they can sell this to
3: recruits, and this is what's going to make him attractive with Illinois. And U- Uganda is is quite a um, quite a talent. Now he's listed as a twenty. 20- 23, but there's a lot of rumors swirling that there could be some uh, reclassification going on. What are you hearing on that front, kid?
9: Yes, you know, one of the schools I mentioned was Kentucky, and I know Kentucky, you know, what, you know, everybody knows what Cal is like and, you know, the history of Kentucky and the two Illinois sisters down there, but I think they're really trying to push him to be classified. They're trying to win a national title right away, and that's why this kid is good enough and could be that missing piece to help do that. Also, same thing with Illinois. Um, I know they've talked about that with him too as well, about reclassifying. So, and he's a kid that I think could reclassify, and come in and play. I don't think he would sit you know, and be a guy where you'd have to say, hey, you know what, let's, you know, work with him and put him in the weight room. This kid's going to play whether it be this year or next year. So, you know, yes, Mike, there's a good possibility of him reclassifying and um, and making somebody's roster different. I mean, because I think he's that a, he's good of a player.
1: Wow. And this Illinois roster already is – is so loaded and so deep. I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, adding more pieces um, that can, you know, contribute right away like that. Another player that, that you've talked about this week is Caden Wilkins. Tell us about him. Well, it's kind of cool because he's
9: from a City area. And actually, the kid, is you know, is at my high school. So, I mean, we talk quite frequently. And today, I saw a piece on the internet today of how, you know, all these schools have started pursuing. them. so I'm like, hey, I'm going to check in with this guy. And the good thing about him, is that last, uh, I think, what was it, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, I believe, early in the week, he got an early phone call from Chester Frazier um, at 12 o'clock at night, you know, right away, you know, because that's the day when the coaches could talk to juniors. And that hit home to him. And he was really impressed with that. I mean, he has a lot of other Big Ten schools talking to him, you know, Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin. I know Marquette's not a Big Ten school, but I know they're after him. And he was really impressed with what uh, Coach Chester had to say to him. And one thing he said, if you guys listen to my podcast, he was impressed with Coach Jeff Alexander at one of his AAU events. He he was the only Division One coach there to watch him play. And he talked about all this stuff is going to resonate with him when it comes time to pick a school because the Illinois coaches are loyal. They follow through with what they said they're going to follow through with, and it meant a lot. To see Coach Alexander there and Chester at another event, so they they definitely have the eye on him. He's a 6'6 kid, two hundred pounds from Bendup, Iowa, and he said it was not a lock for him to go to Iowa because he's not he didn't grow up an Iowa. Fan, so the people in the Quad Cities can you know rest assured this kid is not a lock to go to Iowa or Iowa State.
3: Well, that's good to hear. He's not an Iowa fan. That's always a positive. Uh, right now, he just jumped ahead of a lottery cruise. No, <laughs> um. Now, you talked about, um, you know, uh, Coach Alexander at AAU events, and that's one of the things that you can almost guarantee you'll see alumni coaches all over the place. And this weekend, there's a, a big event coming up. Where are you going to be? And, and tell us what you'll be covering, Ked. Well, this weekend, there's a big, huge event in Chicago,
9: over 200 teams, um, starting Thursday, Friday, uh, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, excuse me, and I mean, from St. Rita, so I'll get a chance to see Morez play, uh, James Brown, a lot of those kids, I know, Jeremiah Fears is really blowing up. He was—he's a sophomore, going to be a sophomore. He still has an offer from Illinois. It's the best tournament in the state of Illinois, and they're bringing in coaches. There'll be over two hundred and fifty Division I basketball coaches up there. I know last year when it was when it was done, you had Cal. Uh, Bill up, everyone attended it. So this will be a good weekend, you know, and I'm going to go up there to cover it this weekend to talk to a lot of the guys and to watch some basketball, and I'll make sure, you know, that the fans know what's going on. But this is a live weekend, and I know the Illinois coaches plan to be up there as well. So it's in Riverside, up by Brookville Zoo. It's a nice high school up by there. So, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to going out and, and doing some recruiting and scouting on some of these kids.
1: Kedrick Prince, you can find his stuff on IlliniGuys.com. Ked, stay with us. Uh, You caught up with four-star offensive line prospect Mason Moragan on your podcast and a very interesting conversation. What this star prepster thinks of Brett Bielema and the Illini program. That's
0: up next. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network.
10: a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com
6: since Busey bank first opened our doors in 1868 we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals Simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.
0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: IlliniGuys.com director of recruiting, Kendrick Prince, tracked down Mason Moragan for his Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast a few weeks ago. Interesting to hear what this Michigander thinks of the Illini. Let's listen in.
11: So I took uh, an unofficial visit with my mom, to Illinois in uh mid-March and I got to meet all the staff I loved it it felt like it felt like an official visit just because I was the only one there and I loved how how they uh it was such like individualism like they treated me with so much respect it was great it was nothing like anything I've been to before because I'd gone to a lot of junior days where there was a lot of um just a lot of people there and it was hard to talk to these coaches like meet them and actually get to know them but Illinois was completely different so um that was definitely positive of that and then I stayed in contact with coach uh, Jamison like throughout um, the months of uh, March and April. And then he just recently came to the school uh, deals sal here in Michigan and watched me do a workout mm-hmm. um, in the morning. Cause we have morning workouts. And so we came to one of those watching a workout with um, our D line coach. And then he left and said, he just want, he wanted to see me at the camp. And then the day after that, he gave me a call to just check in during the day, like after school, and then a little bit later the same night he called me and uh, offered me.
9: You know what? Um, let me take a step back here. You know, you talked about when you came down and marked what it was like for you and your, for you and your you and your mother. Can you mm-hmm. tell the fans out there? I mean, who are going to be listening to this? What was so intriguing and what was so unique about that? I mean, what did the Illinois coaches do that like? interest you and made you think okay hey this is a place that I you know I know you haven't committed where I could see, see myself possibly going I talked to a lot of recruits and a lot of recruits talk about the staff and the facilities and and just how first class the staff is so can you talk to the talk to us about that a little bit
11: yeah I know um when we got there the recruiting coordinator that gave us a tour told us that uh the facilities were from 2019 so they're almost brand new and so all those were really awesome they had a players lounge that was really cool and just all the facilities in general And the walk out to the stadium was really cool that stadium was awesome and then I think the thing that stood out to me and my mom the most was throughout the entire day like multiple because obviously visits go on for like four or five hours there was a coach by my side the entire time like there wasn't a single second of the visit where if I had a question I wouldn't be able to go go to anyone and it was um coach Pat Ryan he was he walked my mom and I around and he was just by our side the whole time. So it was really cool that he stayed with us throughout the entire visit. And we asked a ton of questions. He, he was able to answer them all. So that definitely stood out to us the most. When you go to a lot of these visits, I mean, I'm just going to be
9: honest. Coaches always tell players and parents what they want to hear. That's just the nature of the game. Did the Illinois coaches seem genuine to you and like, this isn't fake. This is real. Cause I've talked to some of the coaches and, it, it, it is that way. I mean, I'm an old man and I can tell, I mean, I've listened to some of these guys and they make me want to play football again.
11: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They were, uh, they were a thousand percent genuine. I think also on top of the coaches saying, I mean, like you said, the things you want to hear, they also like, they introduced me to some players and the players, the players said that they love playing for the coaches. And that was also another thing that was pretty cool. I, we walked by a ton of players and they, they all stopped and introduced themselves to me. So um, obviously the players want to play for these coaches. So I don't think they just say what they want to hear. They also back that up and then they, their players want to play for them. So that's definitely positive about the staff. So, so now we're going
9: to speed up to, to the present time. So you worked out, you know, for coach Jamison last week um, Mm -hmm. and did he give you any input or anything, or, or could you tell that, Hey, this is going well. And that I may get an offer from them.
11: Uh, yeah. So I thought, um, personally I had a really well workout and, um, he said he just wanted to see me at that camp. And so I was just, I was, I assumed that I'd have to end up going to that camp and then earning the offer and doing a little bit more, even though I thought that, um, my workout was really well, went uh, really well. And, um, the day after when he called me and he just asked me a couple questions just to, uh, catch up, like asking about the season and some opponents that were playing. And then, um, when he called me and ended up offering me, he said that, uh, I didn't have to come to the camp and he believed in me enough and he thought I proved enough at that workout. So that was definitely really awesome to hear.
9: Well, so now let me ask you this. Um, you mentioned to me, we talked previously, this was your first power five offer. Um, mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about what that means to you and, and it being in the big 10.
11: Yeah. So uh, growing up in Michigan, big 10 football is like, huge here. So, obviously, Big Ten, I've been playing football since I was eight. Big Ten's been my dream for as long as I can remember. So, having I know I said this to you earlier, but having a school like, having a Big Ten school like Illinois, be able to not be afraid to take that first step and uh, offer me, it uh, really meant a lot.
9: So, I'm going to tag off that, off that quote that you had. What does it say about the Illinois coaches? They obviously see something in you that maybe others don't. You know, do you think that, or do you think they just have a good eye for talent and they know what they're doing?
11: I think it shows that their leaders are not followers. Cause I know with recruiting, it's a business. So a lot of these schools wait for one school to offer and then they'll all, they all come kind of running in. I know that's what they Illinois told me on their, um, on my unofficial When I went there, that was like, that was kind of how the big 10 worked. And I know from the first time I got my first offer in December, a lot of them rolled in right after that. So having a school like Illinois, not be afraid to take that first step. It, uh, Like I said, it shows that the coaches are great guys and um, they're not followers. I know you're uh, you're from the
9: class of 2023 and you're not mm-hmm. going to rush, you know, to make a decision. But if Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, and some of these other schools come in, you know, will Illinois still kind of have this special place to you because they did offer first? Or how, how,
11: how does that work with you and your family? 100%. I'm not going to go. I know I've had this conversation with my parents and uh, a handful of like Matt coaches that have offered me, I'm not going to go somewhere just for the name. You know what I mean? Like, I think that um, there's way more to that because it's a huge decision. And I think if I do end up getting like a huge offer, like, a, like offers like more and more, like more and more offers, I think I'm still going to look at all the, um, everything that goes into it. Like if I get a huge like name wise offer, I'm not just going to commit there because of the name. I want to look into the culture and everything. I know Illinois is a great culture. I want to look at the um, the coaching staff, the academics that go into it, because all those play a big part. So I'm definitely not just going to go somewhere for the name.
1: You can hear that entire conversation on Keds Recruiting Roundup, and you can find that on the front page of IlliniGuys.com or wherever you download your podcast. Ked is to with us here on the Sports Spectacular. Uh, Ked, just curious, what was your takeaway after spending some time with Mason?
9: First, I was really surprised. I mean, just, you know, looking at his game film, that he, he has you know, an offer. But I don't, I was surprised at the lack of power five offers uh, from him, but I think he talked to me a little bit about that. That's possibly going to change um, because he's having more contact with other schools, but he's just an amazing, he's an amazing kid. You know, one of the things that like, you know, when we talked to all these coaches, whether it be me, Brad, or, or Matt Stevens, one of the things these coaches preach to us all the time is that they really, really talked about the character of these kids and, I, I came away just in all, and I was impressed with, you know, how well he spoke and, you know, how well he a picture with Coach Bielema.
3: So, Ked, we've seen here with uh, with uh, Mason that he was unheralded. Illinois was his first big school offer. Now all of a sudden he goes and camps with Auburn and wins the defensive line MVP. Is this yet another indication that the football staff is better at identifying talent than some of the people they're competing against?
9: You know, the thing I've noticed, you know, about this staff, and I really like this. I mean, I just – I look at all the kids that they're going after, Mike, and the kids that they're offering scholarships. They could care less if you're a negative two recruit. I know there's no such thing as that, but they're finding kids that fit their needs. They're looking at quarterbacks, defensive end, cornerbacks, linemen. If you fit the need and you have the techniques that they want – they don't care about what what other schools do. And to me, that's a testament of the confident level in the coaching staff. They have an eye for talent. And then also, they feel that they can develop that talent. So many times it's overlooked, you know, that kids talk about recruiting. They want to be developed. And this is one of the most impressive things about this staff. And I, you know, i talked to one of my friends who um, runs one of the Iowa sites, and he meant it to me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they're concerned now. They're concerned about what Illinois is doing, and that's a beautiful thing because the days of just walking into this state of Illinois and just taking kids without Illinois having to say so, those days are done. And I, I'm just impressed, even though I know um, Mason's from Michigan, but it's just nice to know that they're going after a kid that has talent. And when you talk to him, he knows how good he can be, especially if he's at Illinois if they could develop him.
1: Kid, you're right. It's been so long since we've had that happen. I mean, I, I will never forget the late Bino Cook of all people, the, F, the football analyst on ESPN <laughs> more than 20 years ago during the, you know, the, the big 10 championship year and Kurt Kittner and Ron Turner, all those guys. And he said that he said, I, I can't understand considering where Illinois is located and, and how close they are to three major metropolitan areas, how this program is not an, at minimum an eight or nine win program every year i, I just can't yeah. understand it and and you're right and it's uh, you you feel like this is being built into that kind of model that that this can happen uh hey ked as always great stuff and again you can catch that podcast in its entirety on ked's recruiting roundup on the front page of a and again wherever you get your podcast Ked, we'll talk to you next week thanks for having me guys appreciate yeah. it appreciate it kedrick prince with the the line gal adelia mckenzie is still on the way to talk about Her week back on campus with her teammates and new women's hoop coach Shauna Green. That and more next on the Sports Spectacular. This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Right back here, Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Mike Hegley, Brad Sturdy. uh, Talking some spring sports here and uh, let's uh, give a tip of the cap. To Oklahoma, winning the the women's college world series last week.
2: Yeah, they're one of the best teams. I I'll be honest with you, they're one of the best teams I've ever seen in women's college softball. Wow. I mean, they're they're fantastic offensively, um, and, and they're obviously good defensively as well. They have you know some really good pitching, um, but I, their offense is just on another level. I mean, the, the number of home runs they're they're talking about here. Here's how good they are. They're talking about changing the game by moving the fences back. Because it was because they hit so many home runs.
1: Wow! Yeah,
2: when, when they're talking about changing the rules, you're pretty good. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you're pretty good. Yeah. Like Walt oh. Champion territory. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So, so Brad, I mean, would you would you put them? I mean, would they be your number one team of all time?
2: I think they are. I mean, I, I think they are. I think they're the best team. I mean, there you go back in the day and there were some UCLA teams that were as dominant, you know, back in at least Fernandez era, may, era, maybe. But but when you look at the, the competition level you have today and how it's spread out across the country with different conferences and how competitive it is, that their domination this year was just astounding. I mean, what they, they we were able to do and, you know, it, it was amazing. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think they're the best team in the history of college softball. And that's, that's a mouthful.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah that's big.
1: Yeah. That, that is big. So the women were last week. Now uh, this weekend, we're watching the college world series getting started. Um, how about the sec eight teams for them from the sec. And that doesn't include number one, overall Tennessee.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. Tennessee had another coach ejected, I think while we were talking, but anyway, they, uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, obviously Tennessee loaded talent, but they didn't get over the hump and, you know, got kind of got caught up in themselves it seemed to me, but it's a fun I think baseball is one of those things where there's a lot of parity and and it comes down to, you you can have a if your number one has a bad day pitching and and you lose that game, you're you're in, you know, you you can really struggle and you saw that in these super regionals and we have four ranked teams, but we also have four teams that weren't seated, four unseated teams and four seated teams, so I think there's the most parody they've had in baseball. And, and, and I think that's because you have to go so deep and the runs scored in the baseball games are, are getting back to the level they were back when they had the, you know, different bats and the more explosion off the ball and uh, the drop fives and things like that. And so this is uh, it, it's interesting to see how this is going to play out and whether they make more rule changes to try and limit the offense, because they're just beaten up on these, a lot of these pitchers once they get deep into these uh, tournaments.
3: Well, the other thing is, is, is four of the teams are SEC teams out of the eight, but two other ones will be in the SEC when you add Texas and Oklahoma. Hmm. So you're looking at six out of the eight there. So um, it's it's time for Illinois to make their move and be the team out of the north because it's it, it, you know there's there's just um, you know six out of eight that's that's tough and SEC likes to talk about their football prowess but certainly baseball, they're flexing their muscles a bit here.
1: Yeah. It was fun to watch the super regionals last weekend and seeing the teams vying to, to get in and, and Brad, something you mentioned, and I thought about this, you know, I, I didn't sit down. I went out to, to dinner with my family an early Sunday dinner, and I didn't plan on watching, but they had all the different screens on different various ESPN channels. And what was a split screen? And here's another game over here. and And it was really exciting to watch, to watch the emotion of it. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think it's one of those that because it's summertime and you kind of, you get away from your TV. Sometimes you're watching other things. It was great to sit down and watch. It was really compelling. Great drama. It was great TV.
2: Yeah. There's no question. You know, it was actually, it, it's funny this week I was watching, uh, with my daughter, some, um, professional fast pitch and these are the best players in the world. It's great. This, uh, the athletes unlimited league and we're watching it and it's like, and she goes, this isn't near as exciting and it isn't because there's not the same passion that there is in these college games, these college world series, the college, college baseball, college softball, whatever it is, this is like excitement. And these guys are so locked in and it's so much fun to watch the, the, the the way they play and they leave everything out there. And it's a lot of fun. I, 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 I've been to the college world series uh, and I'm telling you, it's a great experience to just get out there, my favorite part was watching all the teams take infield. I'll be honest with you. That was the cool part, the way they – everybody did a little bit differently. It was a lot of fun and a lot of the gimmicks they do. And so, yeah, I, I just think it's a—it's—it's it's really cool. You know, and
3: you watch the eight games – or the eight teams, I'm sorry, in the College World Series, and then you see the fact that, you know, Texas A&M, for example, is 42-18. and 18, And it makes me think, why can't we have a 16-team football playoff if we can make baseball players play 40 at 60 games and then play in a, in a uh, multi uh, you know, game series here with at least what uh, 15 or so, you know, games to get yourself to a winner. There should be a, there should be a 16 team football playoff. Come on.
1: Oh, I've said that for years. There's no question. I mean, you, can you, and can you imagine a selection Sunday on Thanksgiving Sunday? I mean, you can make it a three-hour show, and everyone we'd watch every single minute of. It. Yeah, there's no no question at all. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. College World Series, and again, it's long. I mean, it's going to take a while to, to finish. That's kind of part of the part of the charm of it, right? It's yep. uh, taking taking yeah, it's fun a couple games a day. Yeah, so stay with us here. We'll uh, back in a few moments here. Adelia McKenzie, the Aladdi gal, is up next. <laughs> Listening to the Alana guys, Sports
5: Spectacular. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously. You're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. At
6: Bucy Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini.
1: This Sports Spectacular right here on all of these fantastic stations throughout the Illini Guys radio network. She is the Illini Gal, Adelia McKenzie, star guard for the Illini women's basketball team, uh, left home in Minnesota and is back on campus this week. Illini Gal, how's it going? It's
12: going well. Hey, guys.
1: Okay. Hey, all right. Well, you're back. So, so tell us how this week has gone.
12: Well, this week went well. Um, we had our first workout Wednesday and that was really fun. It was really energetic and high intensity and everyone just did really well at the workout. It was just like, we've been there for two months. It just felt like we already had that chemistry and that's good. We just got to continue it.
3: So when you were at the workout, um, What did you see at this workout that you haven't seen in the past that really encouraged you?
12: I would just say intensity and attention. Everyone wanted to be there. Everyone wanted to work hard. Everyone wanted to be better. And everyone was willing to be coachable. I just feel like sometimes last year, there was just some missing pieces of those components sometimes. But at that workout, it was really, really good.
1: Do you feel that's the difference now and, and maybe eight or nine months ago? Um, you know, we've talked so many times with you, with some of your teammates uh last year, some who are no longer with the team who opted to transfer out after Coach Faye retired. Um, that it just seemed like there was something missing with this team that 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 there the talents there, we know what the coaches can do. But somehow wasn't connecting. Is, is that it, that there's just a different mindset now among the players that maybe wasn't there uh, last season?
12: Yeah, I will say there were a few players who have that mindset, but it's just a few isn't enough. Everyone needs to be on that same page. And I also would say it started with the coaches. The coaches set that standard at our team meeting, and said this is what it is and we have this thing, it's called one way we do things one way and that's how it's going to be and that's the uh, just being your best and I just feel like everyone's on deck and the coaches really set the bar.
3: As a player what are you doing to keep everybody in that mindset and keep them on the straight and narrow uh, when when you're at practice?
12: Just encouraging everybody to keep going hard and Remind people to uh, just c- continue to communicate and keep talking. You know, sometimes it can get quiet in the gym or, like, being corrected on something. But and also I would just send a text before every workout you know like, let's get it today, let's go hard, just motivating people on the
1: team. Okay, so on campus here um, all this week, uh, how much longer does this session go? Do you go back home or, or what's next?
12: Well, uh, it's a eight
1: week it's eight week session. I think oh. we can go. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're here for a while. You're you saw the family. That's done.
12: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. New so family Are any of those
3: Broadway pizzas coming back at you, or you're thinking maybe I shouldn't have had quite so much
1: fun over break? Always pizza with him, and I thought I was bad.
12: Yeah. Uh, oh, I missed the pizza. I will say that, but. I will say, I think it's catching up to me in
1: a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you're young. You can work it off. Not like mine. Yeah, it's, I'll just it's run too, it off. Or me. It's too late. It's too late for us. Yeah,
3: I'm way too late.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so week one is is done. Um, obviously, last year, you know, because of COVID, you couldn't, couldn't do things as much. Adelia, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun with this. And I, I'm not saying you didn't enjoy your freshman year. I'm not saying that at all. And I, this is not a knock towards anybody. But we've talked about that, that it, it just seems like you're having so much fun right now, even though there's a, there's a lot of work.
12: Yeah, I am one like work is fun. You know, it's hard, but it's fun just because like the great outcome that comes from it, but it's more fun when everybody's on that same page and we've done team bonding and stuff already, like um, made dinner together. We uh, went to the pool. It's just been really fun. And I did have fun last year, but it's just more fun this year. And, You know, new things are exciting, and that's just what it is.
3: Yeah, maybe we'll have to have a few people come on the show. You can do Illini Guys Sports Spectacular together. That is a statistically proven bonding tool (laughs) that helps winning teams.
12: That sounds good. I'm going to have to run that back to the team. Like, hey, to do this, this will bring us closer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a bonding exercise. Talking on the radio show with the Illini Guys. So... There you go. And, you know, you know, I'm surprised, Adelia, and you know, Mike, by now you've 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 known him long enough. I'm really surprised that that Mike didn't talk about saying that a bonding, a better bonding situation would be cooking dinner and then inviting him over for dinner.
12: No, yeah, I'm surprised, too. Or yeah. ordering pizza, eating yeah. pizza.
3: <laughs> well, you know, I will I will be in town in a couple of weekends. And um you know, maybe everybody getting together and taking me out to papa would be a logical way to do that. <laughs> Again, you could, you could go like I don't this is what happens when you eat too much. It's an awesome cautionary tale.
1: and, and that way, <laughs> no one has to feel like they have to eat the last piece because Mike will always be there to eat the last piece. so yeah all right. Adelia, we are going to leave you alone. (laughs) Get back to work. We'll talk with you next week.
12: All right. Thank you, guys.
1: Adelia McKenzie, you got it. She's the Illini Gal Star Guard for the Illini women's basketball team and Coach Shauna Green. And again, uh, looking to pack the house this year. So make sure you check out that schedule uh, as they get there and get ready to have it to uh, SFC and root on the ladies. Much more to come here on the Sports Spectacular after this. Better buy those tickets before they get sold out.
0: You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network.
10: They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
3: Do you like what you hear? Let the passion of Illini Guys promote your business. The sponsors are signing up right now for the upcoming fall season and our ad space is limited. Shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com and find out how easy it is to reach diehard sports fans in 30 key markets in six states. That's info at IlliniGuys.com. Slow
5: down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way.
0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: We were just talking uh, in the break as we continue here on the Sports Spectacular. Uh, good to talk to Delia McKenzie, of course. And again, let's keep having fun. The first week of eight weeks. I thought it was just a couple weeks just to go back home, but oh no. Uh, on contrarian, Monfrere, she is uh, here for the summer and looking forward to Uh, seeing the uh, Illini ladies and what they put on the court uh, this coming winter. Hey, we're talking College World Series a couple of segments ago. How about the guy who was going to sing the anthem, Texas A&M grad, banned from singing the anthem at the College World Series for giving the horns down sign during the Women's College World Series?
2: Yeah. It's become like, I guess it's where you, you know, you can't do horns down, you know, in some cultures, your thumbs up is bad. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess hand signals are are kind of the, are are bad, I guess. I don't know. It's maybe we're making too big a deal out of it here, but I guess you gotta be a little neutral, but I don't know, maybe too much.
3: Yeah. It's, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I think we bend over backwards for, Certain things. It's hard for me to get too upset about this, but I guess maybe if somebody would have, if I'd have been a horns fan, I'd be really upset, I guess. I don't know.
1: I mean, he's just singing the anthem. He's still an American, but okay. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Maybe,
2: maybe the real reason is he's a bad singer. We just don't know. Maybe, Maybe, well, we're going to use the horns down as our excuse. Well, reality is he sings like Mike. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. He ain't that bad. But if the Longhorns are this upset by this, can you imagine how they would deal with just one Hunter Dickinson press conference after he played the Longhorns? He would just, he would be in their heads <laughs> forever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, they never get out.
3: <laughs> you can't. Hunter can't play against us because he said mean things.
1: <laughs> well, that guy is an Aggie, Texas A&M. Speaking of, how about the story that they wanted uh, Nick Saban suspended for making those NIL allegations that they were illegally uh, buying players through NIL.
2: You mentioned living rent-free somewhere. I believe there's Nick Saban living rent-free in the heads of Texas A&M coaches, players, and fans right now. Um, and maybe most of the college football world, to be honest. I mean, Saban's been pretty dominant. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That's silly. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. And, and people just need to move on and get over it and go decide who's going to be the best team on the football field.
3: Oh, come on. This is WWE. These guys. Are just I know. Playing. I knew These that was coming. I just, knew that was coming. They're just playing a role. Nick's like, OK, Jimbo, here's what I'm going to say. You have to act like you're really, really upset. It's like Macho Man and and Hulk Hogan talking about how they're going to get all mad about Miss Elizabeth. Come on.
2: <laughs> it's not real. Hey, at the end of the year, the only thing they can make it, that work, Mike, is at the end of the year, Alabama's going to need Texas A&M to win their last game to get in, and Jimbo's going to win the game and then rip it off. He's going to have a Saban shirt on, <laughs> yeah. and he's yeah, like, "Yeah, this for you, Nick." So that's,
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have Jimbo going, "Oh yeah, man, you did. We did it to Saban, you know." Yeah, and, and oh yeah, <laughs> brother, Macho
2: Mania.
1: Cool thing is uh they're both in the same division. So uh yeah. You know, we're just we're just creating creating the controversy to spark ratings, come up in- I,
3: I I'm totally look, they're watching Vince McMahon taking notes. Yeah. You, you know stuff
2: you know that game's gonna be like the highest rated game of the season. It, oh, yeah. You know, uh it's gonna be pretty awesome. And well, I will watch
3: it. Aside from the Illinois uh Northwestern game.
2: Yeah. that would be close second. Yeah.
1: And, I, and I wanna say A and M was the only regular season loss that Alabama suffered uh the past couple. They years. were.
11: Yeah,
1: sure. uh, Cardinals near no hitter. How about this, guys? A few nights wow. ago, uh, he comes within one strike of a no hitter.
2: Yeah, I, I loved. I loved uh, Michaelis's response though. I, yeah, it kind of sucked. <laughs> and i mean, like, the guy throws a one hitter brain to the. Yeah, kind of sucked. You know, just the way it ended. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's an amazing feat in today's day and age, man. I, I you know, I. Well, if you can you can do that's pretty impressive, and so you're that close to like immortality, but just not quite couldn't quite get there.
3: Yeah, it may, maybe he'll be famous for being the closest guy in a long time. But what what's it been like? What was it two thousand four or something? The last time a cardinal pitcher, two thousand one, two thousand
2: one or two. It's been yeah, over yeah. twenty years. It's like twenty yeah. years. Yeah. So, so I yeah. mean,
3: it, it, he comes amazingly close, and my gosh, you know. You, you gotta wonder, like I've always wondered myself, how hard it would be to throw those pitches to that last batter, you know, just from a nerve standpoint. And I, I you know, think about it. If you, if you, I've, I've putted for like a hundred dollars, that was enough to turn me from a bad putter to a horrific putter. And I can only imagine the pressure <laughs> that these guys have, you know, trying to trying to just get it over, you know, because you don't want to do a Baba Booey pitch. You know, and throw it behind the batter because you're so nervous. Um, so yeah, I it's unfortunate because you can't get any closer than that. I mean, yeah. my goodness.
1: Um, I don't know which hurts more, that or the Braves guy who fractured his foot during a swing. Is that even possible?
2: Yeah. I I actually Larry, I do this all the time. Sometimes <laughs> just walking down the stairs. Um I don't even have to swing anything, and I can fraction fracture a pull a muscle, whatever it is. So yeah, I can relate. Now he's not, he's not as old as me or or definitely not as old as Mike, but I mean, you know, so, so maybe that's makes it more interesting.
3: Well, and of course, Brad's ailments as a swinger are legendary. So we can only, (laughs) we can't repeat those stories.
2: That'll be (laughs) on my next 30 for 30 podcast. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's, it's called <laughs> It's called the Bleep edition where Brad just gets
1: swinger bleeped. edition. <laughs> exactly. I'm picturing Sturdy like feet up on the ottoman <laughs> watching
2: TV going Sturdy for 30 oh, Swinger edition. I just see I just see Sturdy
3: Sturdy in a uh, in a Hugh Hefner bathrobe going I'm kind of a big deal.
2: <laughs> with my with my
3: pipe. <laughs> A cross between Hugh Hefner and Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. As the traffic cop, I'm going to get you going to the next <laughs> next topic. PGA versus LIV. How about Brooks Kepka this week saying, I'm tired of hearing about LIV. And, and Phil Mickelson looked awkward when they asked about it on, on Monday as they got ready for the U.S. Open.
2: Yeah. You know, here's my thing. Here's my thing about this LIV all these guys that are saying well it's the pga tour and the treatment and stop just say these guys offered me a buttload of money yeah. and i took the money because i want the money don't don't make it any more complicated than it actually is and don't say you know well what do you think about their just say that's bad i feel bad but they offered me lots of money so i took it it's no different. Just be honest. It's no different than the NBA taking money from China and so forth and so on. It's the same thing. They're just people, and they want they want their money, and they're going to get their money. And we all, everybody in the world, you know, I mean, I, I when we turned down the Saudis and their four billion, I, I realized we took a stand. But some people don't, and so that's okay. Take the money.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell you what, we were not going to do the show from Riyadh. Um, and I know that they, they were upset. I remember the crown prince was not happy with Larry. Um, but Larry said no. And he drew the line and that was great. Um, yeah. I, I think, you it, know,
2: the, the, consequence was the fourth guy of our team, you know, so nobody you know, remembers, Vic. Were, nobody remembers, Vic. he was the fourth guy <laughs> well, the yeah, Illini- Illini guy,
3: Vic, nobody's even heard of him. <laughs> That's how thoroughly he was erased.
2: Yeah. Nobody even knows. <laughs>
3: you know larry gets us in trouble with the saudis thank goodness he hasn't gotten Putin to poison us yet still time, still time. Yeah, so, yeah we make fun of larry being a metrosexual brad and we might get one of those how oh, did i get poked and next thing you know we're in a hospital
2: we're gonna be in a camp yeah, like, <laughs>
1: right. You never asked who was in the chair next to me getting his pen when I was getting mine. So that's right. <laughs>
2: hey, uh, almost out of
3: time. Let's get this. Wow, one. with Larry, you know there. There's a movie. It's Larry's got Smith and
1: Putin: The Story of a manny Petty. <laughs> <laughs> let's
11: let's get before we
1: got to go seventy-four <laughs> go order man. It's two holes in one in the same
2: round. Are you kidding? You me? know, I think that's I've done that in putt putt. Um, but, um, that's about it. I, I don't know. I, I I can't imagine, you know, uh, okay. I'm going to say, Hey, by the way, I will say this. I won closest to the pin at the Atkins outing and I was like six feet away. And I thought that was awesome. So to put it in the hole twice is really ridiculous. I, I don't think that's fair. And nobody should get to do that.
3: No. And, and what I would hate is, is like, if I would have, if I would get two holes in one and then I've got to tell somebody, but I got two holes in one, and I shot a hundred and five. <laughs> how
2: do you do got, that? It's a gift. I got a hole in one, but it was a five because the oh. first two went in the water. Right, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> My lone hole in one, I hit at a friend's wedding in '98, and literally, I think I scored like a 98 that day. I mean, wow. that's how that's how bad I was. So blind. The
2: other the other 17 holes weren't quite as good. They weren't
1: as good. Yeah, blind squirrel finds not all that. So. Hey, another uh, great two hours coming to an end. Uh, we think it's great. Hopefully you did too. Don't forget again, iFund.com. Great to have uh, Corey Ansfield joining us uh, earlier in the show from uh, the DIA. June 30th is the Campaign Countdown Challenge. And again, make sure uh, giving on that day, there is some uh, matching funds. So be sure to take part in that. Great to have him on the show along with everyone else. Have this great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. We'll see you right back here. Same time. Same station right here. For all the guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Go Illini. ILL. I. This I-N-I. has been a
0: presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.